Blog Talk Radio. Plus Model Radio. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, August 18th. Thanks for tuning in. And as usual, I've got a fantastic lineup for you this evening. Joining us later will be IPM Model Management's CEO and founder, Fallon Sinclair, and singer, supermodel, Maisha. But up first are the ladies of Curvy Girl Clothing. Laura Poorman and Lisa Totem founded Curvy Girl LLC in 2005, which is a lifestyle company catering to plus-size women. Curvy Girl's first venture was Curvy Girl Clothing, an online boutique taking the plus-size fashion industry by storm, which offers fashion-forward, trendy styles and plus-sizes 12 and up. Their flagship retail store opened in Portland, Oregon in November 2007, and they will be launching Curvy Girl TV in January 2009. So they have so much to tell us about. Let's get the ladies on the line. Are you there? Hi, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you for having us. So what made you want to start a clothing line catered to plus-size women? Well, first and foremost, you've met us. I mean, we're, we're plus-size. Most people who know us know that we're plus-size. It's a market that we identify with. Um, but what really happened is that we read an article in Entrepreneur Magazine talking about the top uh, businesses to get into, the, the, the growing markets, and the second one on the list was the plus-size market. And we thought, you know, we're plus-size, and we hate all the clothes that are out there for us. Why don't, why don't we get into plus-size clothing? So that's what we did. So really it wasn't something that you thought of of your own. You just saw an opportunity in an untapped market. I think it's like all the stars aligned when you are frustrated for so long with um, the clothing that you have out there for yourself. And you read something like this, you kind of get an epiphany to say, you know what, this is, this is a sign for me to go mm-hmm. do something about it. And so we kind of just took that and ran with it. So what types of clothing do you carry? Our, well, we were in the disposable chic category, which is not very common for the plus-size industry right now. Well, explain um, what disposable chic is. Disposable chic is something that you, you go from season to season. It's it's not a higher price, so we're looking in you know, more of the economical price range, um, budget to moderate. Mm-hmm. Um, Generally, the outfits will last you, you know, full season. They don't fall apart. It's not like Forever 21 where they fall apart in the wash, but you're looking at the same type of styles. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly um, having new styles made. You know, every two, three weeks we, we get new styles in. So it's not something where it lasts an entire season. You may see something in our store 
uh, it's there for three, four weeks, and then it never comes back because we're on to the next fad and, and fashion trend where we're very aware of, you know, what's going out there for smaller size companies, what they're doing, and we're trying to mimic the, the same styles for, for our plus-size uh, curvy customers. So you always have what's hip and current at the moment. We're trying to. Some styles, we, we look at them and we kind of shake our heads. Uh, we wait to see what what happens with it because there are styles that generally you'll see that they'll last 8 to 12 months uh, at the low end. Um, and sometimes we just need to see, is this going to take off with anybody before we invest in a larger cut? But, yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So what's the size and price range of your clothing? The sizes generally start around 14 to 24 in pretty much all the styles. This is a contemporary fit, 14 to 24. So, for instance, a size 14, you know, 34 waist, up up two inches with each size. Some of the styles are up to 28. Um, we are starting to do a lot of our own private label manufacturing. So this is actually where, the, you know, we have designers making things under our label ourselves. Uh, those will always go from sizes 14 to 28 sometimes up to 32, but generally 14 to 28. Uh, the so, price range is budget uh-huh. to moderate. We don't really have anything too expensive. We have a couple $150, $200 dresses, but we, we grew up in a you know, pretty modest um, family ourselves when we were younger. We remember how you know you have an event coming up and you know say a cousin's wedding or something, and you can't afford a $300 dress or something you'll wear once. So our goal is really to try to get you the, the best bang for your buck and give you good value and, and try to keep the prices as low as possible. So since your clothing is um, trendy, is it uh, a Junior Plus fit? There are some that are Junior Plus, yes. we When we started this company, we found the Los Angeles Fashion District, and a lot of what we carry are um, the styles that, that are manufactured by our vendors. We have maybe, we used to have about 20, and we've we've really pared it down to maybe five or six um, after years of testing the quality, the fabrics, the styles, and they fully believe that you know the Junior Plus is the way to go. So many women across the country are unfamiliar with the, such a cut because they're used to the boxier cuts of, say, your larger name retailers like Avenue or Lane Bryant. Um, we love the Junior Cut. We just don't like that it's not it's not opening enough. Um, doors for a lot of our customers because when you're looking at the junior cut you're looking up to maybe size 20 or 22 at the, at the high end and it's a contemporary tighter fit so we're mm-hmm. trying to take those junior styles like when it's made under our label when it's got our label in, in the uh, the garment itself we'll take that same style but we'll we'll translate, translate it to larger sizes up to size 28 and i noticed on your website you have all the me- measurements for each piece so that can help find the oh, perfect absolutely. fit Absolutely. We measure absolutely everything. You know, I, for years, I'm not going to mention any names, you know, but there's some clothing companies, you buy something, and they'll either tell you the first size, the measurement is a 42 bust. And, you know, what what good does that really do you? What does that really mean? I mean, you need to know what's the bust, what's the waist, what's the hips. Is this thing going to fit me, or did I just waste all my money on shipping? Um, so we painfully... Um, have you know we have every item measured and we put it into a measuring chart for people to use so they can reference that and make their decision on what they think would fit them best. So it's like a per item. It's not really we don't have a blanket size chart. So normally when you go mm-hmm. to one um, online store, you go and it'll click on the size chart. It'll be the same for everything. When you look mm-hmm. at our garments, what you see for that size chart pertains to that item. So you always know you don't have to worry about is this really how this fits because that's exactly how that fits. 
So what has been the major accomplishments of your clothing line since you've been in existence? Uh, well, you know, staying afloat at this point, we like to think. I mean, it's tough, definitely a tough economy right now, but when we started this company, um, we started with, with our personal capital and very modest investments that came from both Laura and myself. We didn't have a single investor, and we've still yet to ask for a single bank loan. So we've been able to grow the company to have you know, an, a wholesale division. We have um, Curvy Girl TV, which we'll talk about. We have all these things that we've been able to grow this just tiny little company into. And, and for us, that's an accomplishment um, you know, we're very proud of. Now, do you ever look for models for your website? And if so, how can someone apply? Oh, every day. And you know what? And, and, and we, we, we can't stress enough how important it is for us to have um, a lot of models, you know, representing the ages and the sizes and ethnicities. And, um, you know, so, so many women, they just don't realize just how beautiful they are, how beautiful they can photograph. And maybe the problem is some women don't even know if they're plus size. They don't associate with it, you know. Um, so we're constantly scouring the country for, for women, uh, the next big thing, if you will. Um, if they want to submit, we have an actual blog. If you go to our website, we have a blog, and one of the more popular blogs is how to submit for Curvy Girl Clothing. We get very detailed on what we want you to do, and the reason we do this is we get maybe six, seven, eight submissions per week, sometimes more than that, and they're really random and scattered and Disorganized, and unfortunately, we're so busy. We just we want to look at your pictures. We want to know your measurements. Um, so try and send us if you're going to submit to us. You know, we don't ask you to go and get a really expensive portfolio. If you have just some good pictures of you, let's start with that. You know, send those over. Just make sure it's well lit. And generally, the other big thing is make sure the only person in the photo. I mean, you know, we get so many people sending us a group shot, and we have to figure out who's who and you know, it's we just want to see you, and we want to know if you can hold our attention. You know, do you ever get I'm, models that um, submit inappropriate pictures that is not suitable for plus size <laughs> models? My favorite one, we uh, she just sent us to her MySpace link, and the first picture on her MySpace link was given the double middle finger, and what? the inappropriate next, and we just thought to ourselves, and we we giggled a little bit, and then we thought. No, you don't know who's going to look at these things. For instance, we are a company, and so you really have to cons- you have to consider these things when you're putting stuff up there. It's funny to your friends. It's funny to you. It is not funny to us, you know, and it's something right. that professionalism, it, you just never know who knows who and when you're going to be, when somebody's going to be looking at it. If we call you and you have one of these um, things on your phone, I don't even know what they're called. I'm showing my age. Where the ring back call. The ring back, exactly. And it's something completely inappropriate. The chances of us waiting for you to even pick up that line are slim to none. And so those are things that are just, we have to remember this is a business and to keep it professional and just to be, you know, as friendly and as consistent as you can with things. And when you send things, we don't have um, the height requirements that other people have. We don't really have the size requirements other people have. We want to know that you can take a good shot. We want to know that you can follow instructions as far as what we um, request. And we want to make sure that there's going to be, you know, just some follow-up, too, if we have some interest in things. You know, this is – I feel like professionalism sometimes is lost. It's so easy just to send something, I'd love to model for you, here's my shots. They don't leave their name. They don't have their measurements. Their pictures might be two years old. I don't care if the picture was taken from your little brother and it was taken two hours ago, and you may not think it's the best, I can see beyond that. We have mm. seen girls who look very average and seen them look magnificent, and that's 
And that's what it takes is just enough confidence knowing I can consistently take a good shot. I'm going to submit this. And so that's the biggest thing. So tell us about your new contest you've just launched and how our listeners can enter. We just launched it this morning. It's very exciting. It's um, the Real Women Have Curves contest. And what we are going to do is we're going to choose, we have a panel of um, industry professionals that are going to be the featured judges, and we're going to send one girl, fly her out to Los Angeles. She is going to get a photo shoot that includes, obviously, makeup, hair, stylists, I mean, all the cool stuff. It's going to be with Inez Lewis, which is one of the biggest names in photography, 4+. Plus. She's going to get $250 in clothing, uh, Curvy Girl clothing uh, a gift certificate. She's also going to um, get to have an interview with you, Shanice, here on Plus Model Radio, as well as um, be part of a segment of Curvy Girl TV, which we'll talk about in a minute. But that's going to be huge because it's something that's going to be premiered and it's going to be broadcast all over the world, obviously online. And um, they're going to be able to really get the experience of what it's like to um, to be a model, to be a working model, to get the L.A. lifestyle, to see what that's like. And for us, it's important because it will be, um, we're looking at, we're looking for somebody who just really, um, just totally showcases what a curvy girl, how beautiful a curvy girl could be. She doesn't have to be 5'10 in a size, in a size 10, is which, which is pretty much the industry standard these days. We don't care if she's 5'2", we don't care if she's 6'2". We want to make sure that she is constantly an advocate for, you know, plus-size women, that she's always being the best role model she can be because those are the best models to us, is somebody that you can look up to and say, that's somebody I can relate to, that's somebody that I respect, and that's that's a beautiful woman. And so that's kind of a little bit of the difference between us and maybe some other things that are out there. As women ourselves who are six foot one, we realize that being tall isn't necessarily, you know, the only indicator for, for having to take a great shot or being, you know, um, you know, having a certain waist. You know, curvy girls fall all over the board, and it's just something that I think a woman who may be in um, North Carolina who's always dreamed of being able to, you know, get into plus-size modeling really doesn't know where to turn, doesn't know what to do, doesn't really know if she even wants to invest. And you know, Shanice, a good portfolio can be 1500 to $2,000 sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. it depends on who you go to. You know, this is just a great opportunity to just—I mean—to have an experience of a lifetime. So, so how do you go about? As as we can. How do you go about to enter? Um, we obviously are, we have a lot of different partners who are going to have things that. But when you get to our site, there is going to be when you go to curvygirlclothing.com, there is going to be something on the home page that will explain. Um, you'll click to actually the the page that it's on. It's going to give you a brief introduction of what the contest is about, what you can win, and how to enter. And it's all done online. Um, and so it's it's a really simplified process. Um, just make sure you have a couple of shots of recent photographs um, handy on that computer that you're going to use. So, and you just upload it to the form. And you will be able to upload it to the form. And it is a secure, it is a secure form. So we just ask again that everybody just... Don't stress too much about it. You know, just fill out the fields and um, just get it over because, you know, and the sooner is always the better, too, because when you look at everybody who's going to be involved in this contest, we all have other projects that we do as well. You may, in the process of seeing this, there may be other opportunities that come across, you know, in the meantime. And so you just really never know um, uh, 
what what can come of this. But, I mean, I think it would be cool. I know that if I was on the other side of this, that I would absolutely love something like this, and I would jump on top of it. So, Now, your contest has a $25 entry fee. Why the entry fee, and what does that go towards? Well, I think we, my sister and I, um, we struggled with it for a little bit, and we realized um, after researching that most of the um, legitimate contests run by both online and print magazines have a processing fee. Um, L Magazine, Moore Magazine uh, had a Wilhelmina 40-plus model search, uh, Sports Illustrated. I think when you say why, uh, when you ask why, there are two main reasons. The first is there is an immense amount of work and costs that go behind the scenes to make something like this happen. And from the administrative work involved, the prizes, it's just it's standard for a fee to be involved, you know. And the second reason is it expresses the commitment level of the person entering. If a contest were free, for instance, you could get 100,000 submissions easily, you know, many from women who may not follow the instructions or restrictions. And then you're also, you know, you're, the, the competition gets so much greater and it's just so much more work. And so... You know, once you have money in the game, though, it's it's amazing how fine-tuned that entry becomes and how, you know, you realize the seriousness, they really want this, you know, and that's kind of the commitment that we want to see. You know, as a side note, we are going to be giving a $25 gift certificate against a $75 purchase for anybody who enters. So to make it kind of a wash and to show them that we are as equally committed to them, you know, as so they are So even if you don't commitment. play or, or win, you still get a, a, a gift certificate. Yeah, and they will still be put in our in our modeling bank as well too, because like I said, we with Curvy Girl TV, as we're co- going down the the line, there's going to be a lot of need for women that are out there, and it's just although we can only pick one, I wish there, you know, there could be more. Um, it's just something to at least get your get your face out there in front of everybody, you know, in front of industry professionals, get your name familiar with us, um, and so yeah, it's. It, like I said, the processing fee, it's just it's going to be typical. Hopefully, if we have a contest next year, you know, there's, there's sponsors who normally take care of that. This year we, d- um, we did not include sponsors with things, and so that could definitely change moving forward. This is kind of a learning experience for us too, but, we, but the, the good side of that is it's going to be a lot of fun because we're going to make, you know, so much cool stuff, you know, because it's the first time we're doing it. We're, our heads are probably going to be spinning, but that person who gets to do it is absolutely going to love it. And so um, I would definitely check out the contest and everything. Again, um, it will be on our homepage at curvygirlclothing.com, um, and that would be where you can click to the link. Now, besides this new contest, you also have another new project you're launching, which we've mentioned a couple of times, called Curvy Girl TV. So tell us more about that. Well, Curvy Girl TV came about um, as several roundtable discussions with other industry professionals. We're talking models, company owners, and all of us are frustrated with the absence of plus-size women, or even anyone, let's say, over a size 8, okay? Let's be real here, not even size 14, in the media. You know, you can't you can't turn on a television. You can't watch a commercial, um, nothing. You, you know, you know we, we buy products, and nothing's reflected in, in the media, you know, that shows plus-size women. So what Curvy Girl TV is, is it's going to be an online TV station. Um, and what we're going to do with Curvy Girl TV is we're going to, um, report on stories that are related not exclusively to the plus size but specialize on this plus size lifestyle. I mean, you know, providing stories of depth that are entertaining, informative, inspiring. But the key thing here is we're going to be using what we call curvy correspondence to report on these. 
And these women will be anywhere, you know, size 8, 18, 28, because, you know, they come in all shapes and sizes. We need our, you know, for our own good, for our children's good, for our nieces, for our daughters, to see positive role models of people who aren't just a size 0 or 2. Um, and a, a lot of what's going to come on Curvy Girl TV, we'll do things like fashion shows. We'll report on fashion trends. Um, we'll have, you know, funny sketches. Um, hopefully we can get, you know, some, even some people to submit, you know, five-minute, you know, webisodes, if you will, that we could put on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, you know, you know, Shanice, you'll be doing some work with us on Curvy Girl TV as well, which we're very excited about. Um, hosting some, you know, some segments as a regular correspondent. So that's really what that's there for is um, to put something out there entertaining and, and informative um, that we can all relate to a little bit more than what we've got right now. And so that will be launching January 2009. Yes, ma'am. We've spent the last 12 months, we've had some segments done um, all across the board, so, you know, related again to fashion beauty, um, we have some funny sketches that we had taped. So the last 12 months we've been working on getting some segments together and we're going to be working pretty aggressively over the next few months for some final segments and in fact the winner of our contest will be in one of those segments and then we'll launch that all January 2009. We're really excited about that. So well, again, we're very, we're very excited You know that Shanice is going to be the host for Curvy Girl TV, so I want everybody to Make sure they look for that as well on any kind of posting that we have. Sign up for any mailers to make sure that um, as it comes out, we're going to be sending more um, information through the wire. And um, it's going to be a really fun project, and I think everybody's going to love the end results. Um, yes, I'm, be I'm very excited about it. I'm happy for the opportunity. And it sounds like you ladies have a lot of exciting things going on. So real quick, tell us, your website and the place we can purchase the places we can purchase your clothing. Uh, CurvyGirlClothing.com would be our retail um, uh, online retail site. Mm-hmm. We have the boutique in Portland, which is at 5240 Northeast 42nd Avenue. Um, that's in the northeast side. And we also have an eBay store that a lot of people are familiar with. You could, the best thing to do is to look at My Curvy Boutique on eBay or on our homepage. You will also find a link that will take them straight there. Because a lot of people know that we'll have some closeout stuff there and we'll have a bunch of things, but we are starting to move that closeout actually back to curvygirlclothing.com. So that would be the main one that you'd want to really check out. As well as for wholesale people, you may have um, retail stores right now on the line. Uh, they can also check out about our wholesale program on curvygirlclothing.com. Well, sounds great. I'm so excited. You have so many positive things going on. So I look forward to working with you. And, again, you're taking submissions starting today for the contest, correct? That is correct. It is so up. everybody it is live goes right to now. com and enter today. So thank you, ladies, for joining the show today. And thank and you, Shanice, for having us. Yeah, thanks, Shanice. And we will definitely be in touch. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you soon. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. So again, that website is www.curvygirlclothing.com. Make sure you go check out the website, enter the contest, and Curvy Girl TV, 
hosted by me, will be launched January 2009. So lots of great things happening in the plus-size community. So up next is Fallon Sinclair. She's held many hats in the entertainment industry as a singer, celebrity hairstylist, and model. During her modeling career, she was signed with Click and has worked for Essence, Fashion Bug, Catherine's, Sears, Nordstrom's, Bloomingdale's, Saks, Salon Z, Walmart, BBW, and Bell Magazines, to name a few. She moved from in front of the camera to behind the scenes and became head booker of Icon Model Management and started their plus-size division to which she gave many of the current top plus-size models their first break. She broke away from Icon to start her own agency in 2002 and started IPM Model Management, a successful boutique agency that caters exclusively to plus-size models. So let's welcome Fallon to the show. Hi, Hello, ladies. I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for being with us. So I know you have lots of valuable information for the ladies out there. So tell me. Yes, I do. Why did you decide to take the leap from model to agent? You had a successful modeling career. Uh, because I got a little bit bored behind the scenes just standing there being a mannequin. And basically I like, I enjoy deconstructing, taking a model that's deconstructing, deconstructed and make her top model of today. I love deconstructing models. Love that. That's the reason why I left, uh, that's the reason why I left the industry. It's basically to be behind the scenes because it's more exciting putting the model together than just being a model. So you, like someone can come to your agency in experience and you can change them from head to toe and they're on, on their way to a successful career? Yes, I can. But first, you have to know a little bit about modeling. I don't like taking novice. I like models that know a little bit something about the industry. Okay. So they have to do their research and be on point before they even get to you. Exactly. Or have so, some kind of little inkling about it. So what's been your agency's biggest accomplishment so far? Uh, Being in business for seven years and taking some of the girls that were not models and making them excellent models, and they ventured off to other agencies. Right. So you've helped launch a lot of people's careers that some of the listeners might not even be familiar with, but you gave a lot of people their big breaks. Exactly. So I would hate to name a few. (laughs) <laughs> so what kind of jobs are the plus models booking at your agency? Well, we're basically booking uh, print, commercial, runway, and a little television appearance and some things like that. So we're all around a focused agency, basically, like I stated, on print, fashion, runway, and um, commercial. And it's all specifically for plus-size models. Only for size models. We started out when we had a straight size and men's division, but I wanted to focus more on the plus size because men and women straight size, they work consistently. So I just really wanted to focus more on plus size because they don't have too many agencies out there that are exclusively plus size besides myself and uh, Dorothy Combs. So some of the agencies, they have a plus division, but it's just like a sidebar that they don't pay much attention to. Exactly. 
Exactly, and some girls just get lost on the board. So what kind of problems have you occurred dealing with plus-size models? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, these are the problems that we incur with plus-size models, where they send you these horrible full submissions, where they're looking like they're in king and maximum, mm-hmm. uh, where I call them supermodel divas, where models book fabulous campaigns and then they consider themselves as supermodels, mm-hmm. or just bootleg models in general. And what I mean by bootleg model yeah. is a model that just really wants to be signed by an agency but has no inkling, no clue on modeling at all and just wants to be signed. And after you sign the model and you try to give her guidance and everything, she wants to do what she wants to do. And to that degree, that means where a client that will not hire a professional model or hire a bootleg model where when that client decides later, these photos didn't come out the way they should, I did not like the model's performance, they go back to the agency. And I think that's counterproductive. Right. So even after you have interest in someone, sometimes you have trouble with getting them on the right path because they think they already know the industry instead of taking your advice. Yes, and most of the models today don't want to listen. They don't want to listen, and they don't, as far as being a plus-size model, it takes time. It really takes time, and the client today, they want to deal with models that are professional, that have personality, that can deliver. It's not about being beautiful today. As you notice, even in the straight-size world, half of the models are not beautiful, but they can deliver, and that's what the clients are looking for is delivering. So what do you think about girls with multiple agencies and their loyalty? Hmm, girls with multiple agencies, I think they are like cannibals. Far as I'm going to explain, if there are six plus size agencies uh, nationally, or say let's go with 10, and there's a big national cattle call, each agent is going to submit that model. And then the client is right there perplexed because the client could have a relationship with one other agency, and then another agency, and then they want to book that model, but they don't know which agency to book that through because it's like I have a rapport with her and I have a rapport with that person. So it causes so you think a conflict. that could cause somebody to lose a job? Yes, it does. It causes a lot of conflict because the client decides, I don't want to deal with her at all because if I book her through here, somebody else is going to call me and claim this model. So that's what I mean by models are cannibals. They, it's counterproductive. So what about having a agency on each coast, like in the major markets? That's lovely. As long as you don't have an agency, that's fabulous to have agencies. Like if you have an agency in New York, have one in Miami. But don't go with Texas. Mm-hmm. They're all basically the same. Right. So when you, I thought that when you had a whole bunch of agencies, one was your mother agency. Yeah, sometimes it works that way, but then sometimes when you work with mother agencies, other agencies don't want to commit to the agreement that you gave that model. Okay. So it's still, so it, it ends up a little sticky either way. Exactly, exactly. So what do you look for in a plus-size model to offer representation from your agency? Well, first of all, I look for symmetrical features. Mm-hmm. And she has to be very professional. I look for tenacity and then, most important, personality Mm -hmm. and well-proportioned. 
And so when you come in, you can come in uh, with snapshots. You would prefer if they didn't have like a portfolio they did on their own already. Exactly. Most of the time I tell models if you have professional photos, that's great. But then I would, you know, most agents, we like to see you with just snapshots, portfolios, hair pulled back or either hair down, boot cut jeans, white beater, just a T-shirt or something like that. Because half of the time you can be booked off Polaroids. Oh, really? Yes, you can. So, if, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If, if you have an amazing booker and that booker believes in you, you could be booked off a Polaroid because I've done it several times. Okay. So uh, would you take the Polaroid in the office or people bring Polaroids in with them? Well, sometimes they might bring their book or either their Polaroids, and then I'll re-snap the Polaroids and tell them what I want them to look like when we're snapping Polaroids. Got it. So besides being an agent, you're also a wardrobe and hairstylist. So are your services only for the girls of your agency, or are you available to everyone? I'm available to everyone that can afford my fee. Okay, and I so just want to let everyone know I just got my cover of Modern Salon. That will be out in November where I styled, and it, I got the cover. And it's, wow. a national, it's a national magazine, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. So are your girls at an advantage since you know how to do the wardrobe styling, like you can give them tips on what to do with their portfolio? Yes. I think a girl can come to me, I can style her twice, and then after that she knows the basics. She knows exactly what to do, and that's what we teach our girls. They're grown from head to toe, not just by fashion, with knowledge as well. So what tips can you give to ladies out there listening that want to model but don't know how to get started? Okay, that question has been answered. That question has been asked several times. I'm going to say models have to educate themselves. Mm-hmm. Seriously, educate themselves. That's the most important thing. Because a lot of models come in by, as I'll say, telemodel telegram, which they have no clue. No inkling, nothing. They just want to be a model, head to the sides, looking all up in the nostrils and can see the brain, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. I think models need to learn everything there is. There are several books to learn. There are several fashion weeks. Uh, They're constantly walking down the runways. Models should practice walking. Models should read books. Models should learn everything it is before they go into an agency. Because half of the models, this new group of girls, they have no clue about modeling at all. The photos they submit, um, you'll ask the model to submit a photo in a, just a black panty and bra or even white panty and bra, and here she goes. She gives you a purple bustier and a thong, or she's laying on a leopard, uh, leopard rug like she's in Maxim or Stuff magazine, which that's not what we're looking for. That's not the plus model market. No, it's not. But I think it could be the plus, mo- uh, plus model market if more plus-size models, as, as I stated before, telemodel telegram, stop chatting and start submitting to these magazines, oh, I'm not seeing myself there. Submit to these designers. I'm not seeing myself there. Submit to these um, news television. I'm not seeing myself there. Start a plus-size coalition just like the black uh, coalition. I think it will be a, an amazing array of plus-size models seen all over not just in Europe, 
in America as well. Europe is the only one that's doing a plus-size fashion show. They do it every year in Italy. Oh, okay. We don't do that here. Well, I have a question for you, too. You said, uh, you know, when models come into your agency, you would like them to, you know, know some things already, not just be totally clueless. So what do you think about um, modeling classes or modeling schools? Do you think that's beneficial? I think that's beneficial when it comes to teaching models undergarments. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that uh, it's this fabulous modeling school. Her name is Gwen DeVoe. Mm-hmm. Some of the models that uh, she's taught undergarments to and this and that and the other, when they come to other agencies, it's like they're clueless or they've forgotten everything that they were taught. So sometimes I think schools, they don't help. And they do, it's like a catch-22. It depends upon the person that's taking all of that in information. So they don't so I think, they don't keep it going and brush up on it. Like after they walk out the door, they don't. Exactly. They forget about everything. As I was stating earlier, models just basically want to be signed with an agency. It doesn't matter who it is. They want to be signed. So do you think, too, that some models are impatient with their career and automatically want to be the face of Lane Bryant and know that it's a Exactly. 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 I think models are very impatient. Like I've modeled with uh, the next guest that's going to be on the show, Maisha, and Maisha has been at this for years. Right. You know, it just didn't happen overnight. She can tell you that, that she's been at this for years. I can name a lot of other few. I'll name even Nicole LaBrea. She came to me green, Mm -hmm. and now she's all over the place. It takes time, and models don't want to devote that time to it. They immediately, oh, you're not working for me, I'm not doing this, and I'm not doing that, and they go to another agency, and they just sit on the board just just to have that agency's name. Right, and it doesn't, you have to find what's best for you, not just a, a, a name and an agency. Exactly, because the boutique agencies are the next wave that's happening right now because they nurture their models, they get so much guidance, they even get heads up on certain things that other agencies don't get. Like example, I had a model that was going on a Haynes um, stocking casting and I told my models to wear stockings because they were trying on undergarments and everything. Mm -hmm. They went there. These other models from this elite agency didn't even know they were supposed to wear stockings. So you just you have the ability to take more personal attention to your models. Yes, and I think that's what they need at least for the first three to four years. Where so if they can, left, go ahead. I'm sorry. How can someone submit to be a model at your agency? Well, we have if you go on our website, ipmmodels.com, we have a photo submission site that where you can upload your photos, your stats, and everything, and if an agent is interested, someone can get back with you within 24 hours. Now, are you online looking, submission. Are you looking just for girls in New York, or do you represent nationally? Uh, I'm looking for girls all over that fit our requirements. Okay. So tell us your agency's website and how to book you for your styling services. Uh, the agency website is ipmmodels.com. If you would like to book me through uh, stylist services, you can go to my email address. It's salonista at gmail.com, and I'll give you all my services via email. And spell um, that email. It's S A L L 
O-N-I-S-T-A at gmail.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. You had a lot of valuable information for Plus Models, so I hope they listen and put it to use. Oh, my God, I hope they do, too, and thank you so much for having me. I hope we can do this again. Definitely. Well, thanks so much again, and best of luck with your agency and your styling and everything. All right, darling, enjoy your day. Thank you, lovely ladies, for having me. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. So that was Fallon Sinclair, the CEO and founder of IPM Model management located in New York. So if you're interested in being a plus-size model and in the industry standards, you should definitely um, check out their website and submit. They're doing some big things with the models there. So last but definitely not least is Maisha. Maisha's debut CD, This Much Is True, marks the arrival of a striking new figure in the presently up-for-grabs realm of contemporary soul music. Newsweek has described her as a soulful songstress whose vibe is just as comfortable on the dance floor as it is at a backyard barbecue. But if this beautiful songstress already looks familiar to you, it's with good reason. Maisha has been signed to Ford Models for five years and, had had, and has had outstanding success as a plus-size model. Now about to take the music industry by storm, the CD drops August 26th. So make sure you get your copy, and let's welcome Maisha to the line. Hi, Maisha. Are you there? I am. Hi, Shanice. How are you? I am wonderful. So I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be speaking with you, too. We see you everywhere, so I'm just so interested in learning more about you. Well, out the way. (laughs) So how did you get started in modeling? Um, It was actually a crazy story. I was um, teaching school. (laughs) I I graduated college. I was um, teaching school, and uh, I was very broke. (laughs) And uh, I was running this Even though you were teaching, you were very broke? Well, I was. I mean, you know, I had major student loans, and a girl that I knew one day – you know, just recommended. She said, "You know, why don't you uh, go try to try to model?" And I was like, "Model where?" You know, and she said, "Well, you know, you should be a plus size model." Now, at the time, I didn't know anything about the industry at all, and I I didn't even know what to think. But you know, I was like, "Okay." She's like, "You know, girl, they could make like one hundred fifty dollars an hour, which sounded like a fortune at the time." Right. You know, to a lot of people, that's still a fortune. So yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, all right, you know, why not? And so I um. I went to a really small agency that's not even around anymore, and and um, they actually sent me out on a casting uh, to Essence, and I hadn't even signed with them yet, and they'd sent me out, and uh, I went in, the fashion director at the time looked at me, and she said, you know, you don't really have a book, so I can't book you, but you have a really good look, and mm-hmm. I think you'd be selling yourself short if you didn't go check out some of the larger agencies, and uh, so with that... So you didn't really have a struggle getting started. Um, I mean, no, not really. I mean, oddly enough, there there is one little funny story. Um, the uh, person who ended up becoming the director of my division at Ford, who's now one of the VPs of Ford, actually initially turned me down when I went to see him when he was directing the Plus Division at a smaller agency. He told me I was disproportionate and totally turned me down. And years later, he ended up taking me on at Ford and was really 
um, you know, the one who was instrumental in taking my career to the next level. So, you know, it's funny, like, you know, I heard Fallon talking about, uh, you know, how long it takes. And I really struggled for probably the first four years of my career. Um, and I was at a major agency, and I, I struggled for the first four years before I made the transition to Ford. And um, that was a real, they just happened to be a good fit for me. And, and really, with an agent model relationship, it's got to be all about the fit. Um, I mean, there are some girls at the agency I was at who have an amazing career and are very happy there. For me, it wasn't a great fit. Ford was a fantastic fit for me and continue to be. So do you see your success as a model, as a long-term career, or was this something you just fell into and as a hobby? Um, I mean, well, like I said, I was really trying to pay off my student loans originally. Right. It wasn't, I did, I wasn't, you know, admittedly, I was not one of those girls who, you know, lived and breathed modeling, and that was what I wanted to do when I grew up. And I, you know, I have to admit, it was, that wasn't my childhood dream. Really being a musician was my childhood dream. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would say I kind of, it was kind of a fluke, but I definitely committed to it, and I definitely loved it. Um, it took me a long time to become a good model. I'll say that. Because mm-hmm. um, there's a huge difference between being a pretty girl and being a photogenic girl, <laughs> you yeah. know? And yeah. I think I knew how to be pretty. I just didn't I didn't really know. I mean, I still don't always know. Um, you know, as much as it seems like I know, I mean, I'm great when there's like a whole team of people and lights and producers and art directors and the whole thing. But, you know, you catch me at a party with a camera, I'm like the one turning away from camera because I don't even, I'm like, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Um, but yeah, it took me, I would say it took me a good three or four years to even get good as a model. And and that transition happened the same time that I moved over to Ford. So how is it going from a field where you excelled and just had the perfect body for to an industry, the music industry, where curves aren't as celebrated? Um, well, you know, it's, I have to admit, you know, it's funny. I, I've been at this for a really long time. It was kind of a, a well-kept secret in the industry. A lot of my colleagues, um, a lot of people I was working with didn't really, didn't know I was a musician, even though I was a musician long before I was a model. Well, weren't um, you on like a Lane Bryant CD and they played you in the store? Um, not that I know, but I, I, I've heard rumors about this, so maybe I should check with them, but no, I was actually, I was featured on like a, a, a CD for a Nietzsche a few years back and mm-hmm. a couple of other brands. Um, I was on a couple of compilation CDs, so, you know, there were people who knew. I didn't really publicize it, um, mm-hmm. at the time, even though I, I've been working at my project for probably about seven years, and prior to that I was in bands and doing things. So there was a select group of people who knew. My agents have always known. Um, okay. and... You know, admittedly, when we first started shopping this project to major labels, you know, a couple of, of the comments would come back that I was either, A, too big, you know, to really be successful for them to want to market me. And not only that, one of the things I got is she's too big and too pretty, which was weird. Like, really? It was as if, if I was big, I had to just be like, I had to really, really sing and not like really be pretty. Oh, like a it down very, home. It was, very, it was very strange. And then the other comment I would always get is that I was too smart. <laughs> so, you know, that should tell you a little bit about how the major labels were looking at pop music at the time. And, you know, since then, I mean, you know, on one hand, yes, I've definitely, you know, been taking good care of myself. But at the same time, I think that, you know, I'm on an indie now and I have a tremendous amount of support from the people I work with, no matter what size I am, um, to really just be the best that I can be. And I I feel better than I've ever felt. And so um, I'm really, I think the timing's actually perfect. So tell us about your new CD and why should we get it? Um, Well, you know, I, I have to say, this industry has given me tremendous support across the board from the 
from the very beginning, before I was a great model, before I was uh, doing major campaigns, like I've always felt a lot of support in this industry. And, you know, one of the things I've always gotten from women, like whether people are stopping me in the street or I'm doing a panel or I'm talking to kids or whatever, is like, you know, they're always really interested to know about, like, the people behind all those pictures. And one of the things I'm really proud of in this CD is that this really is me, you know. And so every track on this CD is autobiographical, and and yet at the same time I think it's really universal because really what I'm talking about is, like, you know, a lot of things that are really common to the human condition, a lot of things that are really common to being a woman, <laughs> you know. Um, and so people in any size can relate to those. Oh, issues. any size, any gender, you know. Right. But I do definitely think that, you know, Particularly, I'd like to think that these women who I've been connecting with for nearly a decade now will particularly it will particularly resonate with them because I mean a lot of what you know this I wrote this uh, a lot of these songs during a time in my life where I was asking a lot of questions about myself and where I was going and experiencing relationships and really growing up and so I think that um, there's a lot of relatable material there. So how long did it take you to complete this project? Really, from start to finish, I started. Um, with my producer seven years ago, oddly enough, almost seven years. It'll be seven years ago this um, winter. Um, And all the songs on the album are newly recorded, but they were written anywhere from seven years ago to seven months ago. (laughs) Well, does it take seven years to... No, not usually. I mean, you know, we started this as a... a, We really started this project as a series of demos. Like, we thought we were going to do a demo and we're going to sell it to a major and you know, go on with, it, with our, you know, with our lives and hopefully make a major label album. And, you know, two things were happening. A, you know, I was getting rejected because, you know, I wasn't the right type. Or B, when people were interested, I mean, we had deals, you know, in talks with, like, you know, your Sonys, your Epics, Blue Note, you know, people would get fired. I mean, the music industry, the major labels have been restructuring so much in the last, like, I would say five to ten years, like, that the old structure doesn't really work anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the people who would, like, be interested would all of a sudden be relocated or they, you know, wouldn't be there anymore or the whole label would be put on a spending freeze. So, yeah, for us it was an unusually long time. I'd like, I mean, you know, my goal at this point is to make the next album, which I'm already writing. And, oh, great. You know, I I would probably have that out within the next year, you know. <laughs> so the hope is that we get to do that. So what advice would you have for plus-size women wanting to start a career in entertainment, whether it's singing, modeling, or whatever? Um, well, I mean, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have several pieces of advice. I would say the first one would be to really like know yourself and trust yourself. And I mean, I know that sounds really like broad, but I, I mean that in the sense that like it took me a really long time, even though I was, you know, obviously enjoying a successful career as a model and um, seemingly, you know, having it all. It took me a really long time to really be settled in myself and to figure out what I wanted and how I wanted to live and how I wanted to be. And I think it's it's been one it's been a tremendous asset to me, um, to have gotten past gotten over that hump. And so I, w- I would definitely say that, you know, little things like just going through the motions of taking care of yourself, like being really true to your feelings, like really following your instincts and listening. <laughs> you know, you really mm-hmm. have to You know, I mean, everybody's going to have something to say, and I'm not saying you should absorb every piece of criticism everybody has. And that's what I mean when I say follow your instincts. But, like, to be able to really um, absorb information and to be able to act quickly, you know. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to act quickly. You You have to be tenacious in the sense that, you know, you can't let other people's 
image, issues and, and images of you undermine you. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, yeah, staying true to yourself. So do you have anything coming up we can be on the lookout for, tour dates or television appearances promoting the CD? Well, definitely. I mean, I've been very busy. Um, I just actually did a taping today for the CW11 that I think will air next uh, Monday morning. Um, I'm also I'm, I'm going to be at Sugar Bar doing a couple of songs uh, this Wednesday now, wait, night. That's in New York. That's here in New York. Okay. I will be in Chicago, actually, on October 3rd doing an event there. Um, and my actual my album releases on August 26th. It's available for pre-order right now, as of today, on Amazon.com, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I will be doing the actual record launch at Joe's Pub, which is a venue here in New York as well. I'll be doing two performances on September 11th. Okay, so that's your album yeah. release party will that's be right. the well, it's actually it's an album release concerts actually. So oh, okay. I will be so you're entertaining. I will be performing. I'll be doing full sets with my band. Like we're just we're gonna go for it and have a great time. Okay, and let us know your website and places we can purchase your CD. Definitely. Um, well, my website is myisha.com, which is M-A-I-Y-S-H-A.com. You can also look me up on MySpace, which is myspace.com backslash Myisha Music. Um, my record label is usonia.com, which is E-U-S-O-N-I-A.com. Um, and as I said, the CD is entitled This Much is True. It's on sale right now at Amazon, so you can pre-order it. It'll be released everywhere else. And that, when I say everywhere, I mean iTunes, Borders, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, there'll be Walmart stores ha- carrying oh, it. Oh, so it's like a major it's, release Oh, it's everywhere. a big deal. Yeah, no, it's, this is a real deal. So that'll be out on August 26th, so that's a week from tomorrow, which is really exciting for me. But I would love it if people would pre-order it, you know, because then you'll get it delivered right to your house. <laughs> yes, and you definitely have to let me know when you come out to L.A. because I'm in L.A. I am hoping. Oh, I, you know, I can't tell you. I have so many friends in L.A., and I'm dying to get out there. So we are really trying to create some buzz and hopefully get some dates out there because I would love to have any excuse to come out to L.A. for a good week and, like, see all my people and see you in person and just, you know, hang out and entertain, you know? Well, I certainly wish you much success on your music career. I will be rooting for you. Thank you so much, Denise, and I love what you're doing here. This is fantastic. Thank you, and your songs are are the bomb. You're very talented in more ways than one. Thank you. So thank we you, will be rooting for you. And I've well, I really want to thank everybody in the industry for helping me make this transition. It's been amazing. Like, the support's been amazing. And we'll be looking for you on the Grammy soon. <laughs> <laughs> From your mouth, girl. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Maisha. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Good night. So that was Maisha. Make sure you pick up her debut CD, This Much Is True. And it dropped August 26th, so not that far away. So make sure you, you pre-order it or August 26th, 6th, make sure you go to the store and line up and get it. So thank you to all of our fabulous guests this evening. Laura Poorman, Lisa Tolton, Fallon Sinclair, and Maisha. Tune in to our next show, which is scheduled for Monday, September 1st, and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected. For more information about our show, go to our website at plusmodelmag.com and click on the Plus Model Radio icon. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, email us at guest at plusmodelmagazine.com to submit. 
I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.